Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, f*** Mary Kill, Bert, Tom, and Ari Shafir. Gee. Everybody. Oh, hey, that's my daddy. That's my daddy right there. Right there, right there. Thank you. I love you too, I think. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on this cruise. Isn't it fun? I'm having so much fun, and, and everybody keeps uh, commenting, the people who are working the crews keep commenting how nice all of you are. Uh, every, I have had several people say this was the best cruise they've ever done. So thank you for representing yourselves in a way that can make us all proud, right? <laughs> That's what we say to our Girl Scout troop. What'd you say? Like it just turned into a Girl Scout meeting. <laughs> it did, it did. That's what we say. Behave in a way that makes yourself proud. So thank you guys sincerely for behaving while you're on this cruise. You know what I mean? Anyway, I can't believe I'm in this big theater. Can you believe it? I'm trying not to. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I'm trying not to. It's very intimidating up here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what do you think you're... You know, we did a live podcast years ago before the podcast took off in this way. And it was a teeny tiny theater that I think maybe seated 40. And there were like a handful of people there. Maybe eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't much. But we were so excited, weren't we? Yes, we were. I guess because they invited us. You know, it's always so fun to be invited. <laughs> we went and did it. It was really, really fun. And then when they asked me to do this, I was like, really? I don't think anybody will come to the show. <laughs> so thank you. Well, I invited my two most frequent podcast guests because who wants to go on a cruise by themselves, A? And B, they've just been with me from the beginning at least once a month. So if you don't know who they are, this is Kathy and Kirsten. So we have a regular book club podcast that they participate with, uh, with me in. We try every month, but we don't get it done. But we are also the Girl Scout troop leaders for our Girl Scout troop that's been together for 13 years, which is crazy, right? So when we were talking about what to talk about on this podcast, we thought what might be fun is something we've been discussing for years but have never done. And we just posted on Instagram questions from fans. And so I have some questions from fans I thought I would ask the ladies and then we could answer. And I thought that would be fun. Does that work? But 
And to clarify, we have no prep, so we don't know what these questions are. So <laughs> cut us some slack, please. And to clarify, clarify, all the people that listen to my podcast are pretty nice. So there's no, like, racy Bert Kreischer-type questions. <laughs> my apologies. Thank They're God. pretty tame. There is one, like, uh, fuck, Mary killed question. But we'll see if we get to that one. We'll see. But cheers, ladies. Thank you for joining me. Cheers. 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 Cheers to y'all. Cheers. Okay, first question. You ready? Are you ticklish? <laughs> yes. Yes. Where are you ticklish? Okay, you just made that up. I did not. It's right here. Look right here, right here. Are you ticklish? And then, and then it says, ew. <laughs> Are you ticklish? Ew. So I got a pedicure um, before going on the cruise, and I was just, like, wiggling and giggling, like, the whole time. Literally everywhere. <laughs> okay, I'm ticklish, too, but I think worse on the horsey corn right here. <laughs> Did your daddy do that to you? Because my did, while we were driving down the road, he'd go, horsey corn, and I'd pee my pants. It's really awesome. <laughs> Thank you, daddy. Um, what are your thoughts on an open relationship? Wow, nothing like easing right into this. <laughs> do you think they meant between us? I thought you said there weren't any Burt Kreischer type questions. Okay, okay. One or two, one or two. What are your thoughts on an open relationship? I have zero judgment about what anyone else does. It is not for me. Yeah, whatever. Have at it. Okay. <laughs> well, when we were on Fully Loaded this summer, Island Georgia worked on the festival. They PA'd. And Isla was pretty sure. Uh, she overheard one of the comics saying that he was in an open relationship and her mind exploded in front of me. And I was, he, she was like, how could someone do that? Like, what does the woman think and how does he, and I don't understand, and what is that? I mean, she just went on and on and on and on. So it came back that pondering over open relationship for months. She still talks about it. I can't believe that they're like that, that they do that. But I'm like, hey, to each his own, you know? That's what I feel like. I'm not going to do it. If Burt Kreischer sleeps with anybody, I'm going to kill him. So, for the record, we are not in an open relationship, but someone else wants to be. Okay. Someone wants to know, Kirsten, how your memoir is going. Um, I've Finished it? You did? I did. Yay! Congrats! Thank you. So she's been writing a memoir. We often read memoirs in our book club, and that's amazing. When did you finish it? Um, maybe a month or a couple months ago. Well, actually, I, we moved this summer, so I had just sort of put it all in a shelf, so to speak. Closed the computer was done. And then I finally printed it all up and read it and thought, oh, I think I'm done. I need to edit and I need to get an agent now and just, you know, all that. Well, congratulations. Thank you. 
That's huge. That's a huge accomplishment. I'm so proud of you. That's Thank awesome. You. When do I get to read it? We'll talk. I, yes, we should book club it. Oh my God, that's a great idea. Can we book club it? If I get it published. When I get it published. When yes. you get it published. Yes. Are you okay with the, uh, the contrarian? Absolutely. Hey, the contrarian. I welcome we Kathy's have... thoughts. <laughs> Oftentimes, for those of you who don't listen to our book club, Kirsten and I are often on the same page. And Kathy will go, well, I don't know. So we started going, oh, she's a contrarian. But that's not a negative person. She just tends to have a different perspective than we do. So we jokingly call her the contrarian. Right? And we love that I'm about a free her. thinker. What can I say? Free thinker. Open thinker? No. Free thinker. <laughs> right? Okay. What has been the toughest part of knowing your kids are leaving home right after high school? Oh, that's a good question. So we all have kids in college. All our oldest kids are in college. We all have kids in high school. So we've got one gone, one on the way out. It really took me by surprise. I thought that she was going to be doing a lot of crying. And so I was just anticipating months of my life answering phone calls in the middle of the night and just sort of bearing all of her anxiety and sadness. And so I was just like getting girded up for this. And then it didn't happen. And she's having the time of her life. I've gotten no tearful phone calls. And I'm just so relieved <laughs> that I haven't had any feelings about it. I kept waiting to like have, just be crying and like, where is she walking by her room? And like, oh, I'm... But I'm just so relieved, so relieved. That's good. So you haven't had a toughest part. What's the toughest part? The anticipation of the it? Anticipation. Was, okay. The anticipation. The anticipation. Makes sense. What about you, Kathy? really remember it feels like such a long time ago that he left but I I think that um the first time he got sick and I wasn't there that was without a doubt the hardest I'm like oh my god he doesn't sound like my little boy anymore like because he was sick and raspy and whatever and I lost it I started bawling like my little boy's gone forever and then he got better and he was fine and still talks like a girl it's fine um <laughs> so he like, does talk he like... He does, without really a doubt. Yeah. It's adorable, though. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think looking back, that was harder. I can't remember the anticipation. I remember thinking, like, oh, I'm going to miss him when he's gone. And with the second one, I'm like, hmm, I'll miss her probably. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. Kind of. Well, my toughest part of uh, having a kid leave right after high school was Bert Kreischer. <laughs> Bert was very difficult because he felt like he missed everything. He was on the road their whole life. Now it's over. He fell apart for a long, long time. So I didn't really get to have a toughest part until he got regulated. So after I got him regulated... I guess the toughest part for me personally has started now because I grew up as an only child and I was, sorry, daddy. I didn't live with my daddy very, or my child childhood. I just saw him every other weekend and in the summer. So I was kind of lonely a lot. So I built this family of four people 
one of which is never home anyway, Bert. And now the other two are leaving, and all of a sudden I'm like, hold on. I spent 18 years building this shit up to leave? What was I doing? I, in my brain, my brain keeps going, I told you not to do that. I told you not to depend on anybody else, and then here they are leaving again. So I don't know what I'm going to do when Isla finally leaves. We'll see. But that's pretty tough for me. Yeah, Leanne, in typical form, I relate to that because um, when we were there moving her in and we were just walking around campus and I just turned to Richard and just said, what is the point of all this? <laughs> what is the point? Like we, we raised them, we spent all this time, like just all this time and then they just go away? Like, this just seems like a really flawed system. <laughs> I'd say it's egregious. It's, yeah. it's criminal. It's really heartbreaking. And someone, my dad, has told me that my whole life. Just wait, they'll leave you one day and you'll understand. It really stinks. I know, Daddy, it does. It's not that fun, sorry. He's so embarrassed I'm talking about him, I'm sorry. <laughs> We have to talk about him, though, because Jimmy, a.k.a. Papa Jay, is one of the greatest people I've ever met. Um, he is. He really is. I mean, when we saw him on, we saw him on a, an elevator, and I screamed, Papa Jay! <laughs> like a maniac. Like, you know, somebody else maybe seeing Bert or something and I was so excited to see him and he's just a great person and Leanne is the way she is because she had this guy raising her. That's right. Very true, yes. So you weren't the only one that screamed Papa Jay. Someone he doesn't even know screamed Papa Jay at him because he was on my podcast one time and they were like, Papa Jay! It was really cool. It was really cool. Okay, let's see. Next question. What advice do you have for newlyweds? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What advice do you have for newlyweds? <laughs> do you have any open Don't advice? Do it. <laughs> it's a long game. That's that's, that's what my she advice. said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just when things are going south, 
just remember it's you're playing a long game it's a marathon it's not a sprint so and it's very 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 normal in fact it would be abnormal if things didn't go awry from time to time and if you didn't drive one another crazy or if you didn't question wait a minute why did i marry him <laughs> i've never questioned that <laughs> I married the perfect man. <laughs> He's so easy. Effortless. No drama. Low maintenance. No neuroses. Yeah. What about you, Kathy? I don't know. It's such a hard thing to remember such a long time ago but i would say just have fun like if you can laugh then you can get through pretty much anything cuz the shit's going to happen whether you're prepared for it or not and if you guys are together then you're you'll you'll make it through good advice i have two things i think one is i wish that i had learn I I didn't grow up with siblings so I didn't really know how to fight with someone you know I didn't know how to argue and it it was always with an adult right you can't really argue with an adult because you can't talk back or else so <laughs> I didn't really learn how to fight and Bert actually taught me this when we were first married he said to me oh I don't think you know how to argue so arguing's like part of life and it doesn't mean I'm leaving I'm just we just have different sort of opinions but once i got i learned how to argue i got really into arguing <laughs> i got really excited about arguing i was like let me show you what i can do crack some knuckles let's go right but as i've gotten a little older i figured out arguing can be very artistic and you can take a walk and then come back and then argue so that's one thing i would say for newlyweds take a walk then come back and then have the argument the other the, the other advice i would have is i just learned this lesson recently if you listen to my podcast i've talked about it a ton so i apologize but i just recently started dating bird again because yeah it's awesome so fun so a friend just casually mentioned that when she and her husband got pregnant uh they they decided they'd never stop dating each other so they planned an actual date once a month one would plan for the other and they'd go on like get dressed up go to a concert go have a picnic in the park like legitimate date and, you know date night is not the same because date night at my house is like sweatpants and tacos <laughs> that's not the same as like getting excited and you know buying new underwear sorry daddy <laughs> or you know what i mean you know what i mean it's not an open relationship so it's okay but that has been the most amazing thing and i think often how awesome would our marriage be if we'd done this the whole time you know i mean it's hard when you have small kids obviously i raised kids myself i didn't have nannies i did it myself so i know that it's hard but i think it's just a shift in mindset and intention really more than anything else because you can have a romantic date at your house with pizza and scrabble it's just about how you think about it so so thank you <laughs> that's what i would say okay 
How do you find a new community when all your friends have become cokeheads? <laughs> that that might have been a Bert question. <laughs> Thoughts? <It's> pretty specific. <laughs> that was the question. I'm not sure how to answer that. <laughs> I'm not either. I've never tried cocaine. I haven't ever. No, I don't. Nor have to. my friends. Like. Nor of my friends. Right? I, I mean. So how do you find a new community when all your friends have become cokeheads? Let's guess okay. about it. What do we guess would be? Join them? <laughs> but wouldn't that make you still have the same old friends? That's not the question. How do you find new friends when all your old friends are cokeheads? Hmm. Find people who are doing meth? <laughs> Start an open relationship? <laughs> Uh, open relationship, I love it. Girl Scout cookies, go start a Girl Scout troop, okay. Probably if all your friends are cokeheads, you may not have the ethics. Start a Girl Scout troop, but maybe. Maybe, you never maybe. know. High hopes for people. Kirsten, do you have an answer for how do you find a new community when all your friends have become co-heads? I'm so square. I... <laughs> I'm so square, I'm a rectangle. Um... Okay, what lessons did you learn in your 20s that you can share with people that are in their 20s? It feels like a really long time ago when I was 20. <laughs> 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. That's that was a that. long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about you, Kathy. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> okay, I'll start. I figured out my 20s were supposed to be difficult. You were supposed to be struggling. You're supposed to be going from job to job to job because your 20s are about figuring out who you are and your 30s is about being who you are, right? So if you don't figure it out in your 20s, then you can't do that in your 30s. What do you think about that, everybody? Because there's a lot of people, is that right? That's what I think. Your 20s never happened? Did you just skip over? So much cocaine from your cokehead friends. It's a blur. Well, guess what? It's called arrested development. So now your 30s are about figuring out who you are. So you're way behind. Maybe you should go back to coke and then you could catch up. <laughs> or meth could get you speedy and catch you up, maybe. Anything to add to that? Did I say? I, I would say not to take things so seriously. I remember feeling very serious like everything mattered so much. And looking back, I'm not sure that it really did. Like maybe have a little more uh, open perspective. Like it's not, it's not the end of the world. You can change whatever decision you make today, tomorrow. You could stop doing coke. <laughs> <laughs> but would you? It's your 20s. You're figuring out who you are, right? And be kinder to yourself because... Whatever it is that you don't like about your appearance in your 20s, um, you're going to look back at a picture in your 20s and go, oh my God, I looked so good. <laughs> I second that emotion. <laughs> okay, this question stumped me. I'm 31 and my girl is 53. We were 24 when we got together. Why do people think this is weird? 
Is this sounds... a math question? Exactly. This is like Common Core math. I think this is Common Core math. What are they asking? The train was going 45 miles an hour. I think that's the answer, right? Isn't that right? We now have two chickens. Moving on. Um, how do you prioritize marriage versus raising children? Why was that a... Uh, are your friends co-kids too? Knew it. Oh, you're in an open relationship. Same, same. How do you prioritize marriage versus children? I think you just have to be kind to yourself and realize that there are seasons in life that, yeah, in a perfect world, you can prioritize marriage. But when your kids are really little or if they're sick or if you're dealing with stuff, that's just what's going to take priority because it's your job to take care of them. So, again, if you can play the long game and go, we'll get through this. But even the dating thing that you said... Um, even to take that down a notch and to just like low key dating. Like maybe you can't afford, I know I, I didn't, I couldn't afford a babysitter when my kids were little. So when people would say date your husband, I would go, well, that sounds great. You must be rich. <laughs> so I would say if you have like a neighbor or a, you know, who would watch the kids briefly to even like lower your expectations, like we are going to go on a walk, <laughs> like we're gonna go on a walk, it's free, and we're gonna ask each other five questions that have nothing to do with the kids, um, have nothing to do with running the business of a household. Um, and that's, you know, that to, for me, I wish that I had had that sort of advice when I, my kids were little, because I just felt like this idea of dating, while great advice, in my head, the dates were expensive <laughs> and involved a babysitter, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have anything to add? Uh, I would say you pick and choose. Like, it's not an either or. Like, some days, kids come first. They just have to. They're sick, whatever. They have to come first. But there are days when your marriage can come first, and it doesn't have to always be about the kids. So it's not an either or in my brain. Like, sometimes you can go on the date. Sometimes it's just going to a friend's bar backyard barbecue or whatever it is. And then sometimes you just have to put the marriage on the back burner for a minute and choose the kids. Because it's a long game, right? Yes. Well, Bert and I used to do this thing when we were first married and when we had little kids. We called it the summit. So regularly, like once a month, we would sit down and have a summit. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, Bert's kind of dramatic. So having a name like The Summit would get him to actually do it. So when we'd sit down for our summit, we'd talk about the stuff we don't want to talk about, like money, right? Like how much you're on the road versus how much you're not, like how much I hated my day job, like the, the, the crappy stuff, you know, you got to stop, you know, bossing me around and saying, hey, give me that, give me this, or whatever it was we didn't really want to talk about. We talked about it in the summit because it was just um, an, a place where you could just be safe and know that we can have hard conversations here. We also talked about a lot of great things. We talked about our goals, you know, what we wanted life to look like in five years. We talked about hard parenting moments in the summit. So, yeah, 
the summit. That would be something that we did to put our marriage first because you're a team first. You can't effectively parent kids if you're on two different pages with everything, with your values, with your money. Well, you know, if, if Isla wants an iPad and we can't afford it, but Burke buys her one anyway, what are we telling her? You can't do that, right? You got to be on the same page. You have to be a team. So I wouldn't, I agree with you. Sometimes the kids have to come first, but that summit was really helpful because it would, it would be like, all right, we're a big team. Now we can go into battle against these two bitches that are killing us. <laughs> Divide and conquer, that's their team name. Divide and conquer, because dad will give them everything. So the summit always helped me and Bert stay on the same page, because I've been told that I'm a hard ass, but somebody had to be. Could you imagine if he ran my household? <laughs> he would have just thrown food on the floor and said, Go for it. I, come, I went camping with the Girl Scouts once and came home, and my dog had been out of water for two full days. I put Priscilla a big bottle, a bowl of water down, and she drank the whole water bowl. And then, I, you can't, yeah, anyway. You see what I'm saying. Okay, fuck, Mary, kill. Oh, God. Bert, Tom, and Ari Shafir. Okay, fuck, Mary, kill. Oh, God. Bert, Tom, and Ari Shafir. Gee. Can anybody guess my answer? <laughs> that was a legit question. I didn't make these questions up. They came off my Instagram. You can find them if you want. So, fuck, fuck Mary, kill. Bert, Tom, Ari. Go for it. Open marriage. Let's do it. <laughs> This was a Leanne question. <laughs> Should I just answer it? I would have to marry Tom because he's kind of like smart like that. <laughs> but obviously Bert's really hot. So he's my fuck and a duh. <laughs> Don't even have to answer about Ari. What's been your favorite mom's weekend? Temecula. The first time we ever went on a mom's weekend. That was so fun. And it we, feels like it was forever ago. But it, it was, was forever ago. Yeah, was. So the two of us went with Sandy. As some of you may know Sandy. She's on my podcast. Yep. We drank a lot. A lot. In the car on the way there. We drank in the car on the way there. <laughs> well, I didn't because I always drive Sorry. because I've been designated driver since the day I got pregnant. As soon as I got pregnant, Bert went, yes, designated driver. And I've always been the designated driver, so I was driving. I'm pretty sure, right? You volunteered. You were driving. Oh, yeah. I mean, can you imagine Sandy driving? No. Please. That girl drinks no. all the time. No. Sandy <laughs> goes out of my driveway and turns the wrong way to go to her house. I'm not joking. I was with her once, and I went, where are you going? And she said, home. And I went, it's left. You just went right. And she, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Any advice for first-time moms who are feeling anxious? Honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel for you. <laughs> I don't know how to relieve that anxiety, but you'll get through it, I promise. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. It is hard. It's so hard. But so worth it in the end. Not the end, but... <laughs> Until they're 18 and they break your heart when they leave your house. But it's really worth it. <laughs> it is really worth it. Any advice? Anxious moms? 
Yeah, just know that everyone else is too. And if they aren't, yeah. they're lying. Yeah. My advice is it's real hard to break them. So you're not going to hurt them, really. I remember changing a diaper being like, I'm definitely ripping something here. This is really bad. It's really hard to hurt them, actually. They're, that's why they're soft here and they're soft. You know, I, Georgia fell and, like, broke her arm when she was eight months old. She literally was pulling herself up and fell over and broke her arm. Um, and the, when I went to the doctor, the doctor was like, their bones are all really soft. So they just bend. It's not, it's just a bend. This come out wrong, but you know what I mean. It's hard to break them. Because by the second kid, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just change the diaper on the hood of the car while we're driving down the road. You don't even think about it. Um, who are your top three hall passes? Do you know what a hall pass is? No. You don't know what a hall pass is? No. What's a hall pass? I'm familiar with a hall pass. <laughs> Spell it out, Kirsten. Well, for example, at the newlywed game, if anyone saw that yesterday, I believe that one of your hall passes would be Chris Hemsworth. Thor. Oh, oh okay, got yeah. it, got it. All right. Top three hall passes. You all know mine is Thor, right? Is one. Okay, he could be anybody's hall pass, though. I, I'm telling I mean, you, right? Seriously. He's pretty hot. Yeah. Thor, but I don't know who my other two would be. I've only come up with one. No, not The Rock. He's enormous. He would terrify me. Do you imagine that guy coming at you? I'd be like, ah, ah. That's not terrifying. have to touch me and I feel violated. He's huge. That's not terrifying to me. He's not <laughs> might be my hall pass. <laughs> I love it. The Rock is your hall pass? Okay. Who's your hall pass, Kathy? Oh, God. I don't know. Beside Chris Hemsworth? Well, you Let's can see. have mine. I mean, in my, you know what popped into This is so stupid. What popped into my head is like 20 years ago, Brett Michaels. <laughs> Brett Michaels. Oh, my God. Yeah. But not today, Brett Michaels. I mean, it's a little scary. I'm just saying, back in the day, he could use some hair today. He could definitely use some hair. Hair club yes. for men might work. Maybe for a little less coke. I don't know. But a little less something. A little more insulin. I don't know. Yeah. Poor guy. Okay, I can't come up with three, but we got one. one. No. Also, oh terrifying. my God! Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why yes? <laughs> Kathy, with the I, scar, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, see yeah. Kathy and I in an open relationship with Jason Momoa. I can see that. I can see that, too. He looks okay, so Okay, I might similar. change my first answer about this open relationship thing. <laughs> if he's on the table, bring it on. And he looks exactly like Kathy's husband. No, just kidding. Oh, my God, not at all. Jason Momoa, that's great. Yours is a meet and greet? no. Oh, it's Bert. <laughs> oh, honey, you will be disappointed. <laughs> He's scared to death of women. He's terrified. I asked him out. And then he thought I was a booty call. And when I, sh I showed up dressed for a date, he had a panic attack and could no longer wear his shoes did not eat a bite at dinner, and then wouldn't let me leave. It was so freaky. And then I said yes to date two. What's wrong with me? I'll tell you what's wrong with me. My dad 
He told me when I was 20 something, I was crying because I was so upset because all my friends were getting married and engaged and lavaliered because I was an extraordinary and no one was after me and I couldn't find anybody. And he goes, oh, honey, you're not going to marry a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, you just would never be happy with a regular guy. And you're not getting married till you're 30. And I was like, ah. Daddy, that's the worst thing you could say. I met Bert at 31, and he's definitely not a normal person. So I think my daddy knew me really well. I just didn't know myself in my 20s, because what are you supposed to do in your 20s? Figure out who you are. So I dated some quiet guys and good-looking guys and good-looking quiet guys. And then I met Bert and was like, huh. Interesting. This is interesting. I like him. And then he got me pregnant on the pill, so it was over. So really, it was destiny. It was just God. So that first date, that was a booty call where he couldn't tolerate his shoes. That was our launch pad to today. And I have to say, I had no idea I'd ever be this happy as a married person. I wish he was here. But he's napping because he's a princess. And he has a show tonight. Hi, is this not a show? I think, I think this is kind of a show. But I have to go... I have to go to his show. And then I have to go to karaoke because apparently I murder karaoke. So, but I don't get a nap, so... Anyway. Yes, you know what? I was afraid. Okay, okay. At the time, my dad lived in a convenience store. So he owned a convenience store and he lived in the back. And I was like, what? Okay. I love my dad exactly as he is. And I think there's nothing wrong with him living in a convenience store. But it's inarguably not normal. Do you see a theme here? I'm not going to marry a normal guy. My dad also bought a house with two other men when I was a kid, so I really had three dads, kind of, every other weekend, three bachelors. So I didn't really have a normal dad trajectory, but I was nervous for both ways, right? I was nervous that Bert is A, Catholic, and B, a little much, And then I was nervous that my dad was living in a convenience store. So when we showed up at the convenience when we showed up at the convenience store, Bert was like, Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) You telling me you sleep behind the cooler in the coldest room with no windows on the planet, and there's a pizza oven? I'm in. He was in love with my dad. In love. The minute he met my dad, he was like, This is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And also, inarguably, my dad's dad is probably the best storyteller that has ever lived, ever. And I warned him about my dad's dad, Haskell was his name, who is a rascal, Haskell. I was like, he's going to be dicey. He's definitely wearing overalls. He's, he's definitely sometimes not very PC because he's, you know, this old man from rural south. Bowden, Georgia. That's right, Bridget. That's right. 
So I've known Bridget forever. She came to our wedding. <laughs> um, but, um, oh my God, Bert loved my pop so much. So as soon as I figured out he loved my dad because of my dad, but also because he lived in the back of the convenience store, he's like, you can get beer all night long and make a pizza. And you sleep in a room with no windows. I'm in. And then he met my pop and he loved my pop. And my pop was very inappropriate from the first sentence out of his mouth. And I was like, okay, this is going to be fine. Well, you know, being from Florida is so much worse than being from Georgia. <laughs> so I should have known that from the start. If I'm bringing a Florida man home, I'm fine, you know? <laughs> so anyway, I wasn't really worried, but I was really worried. Does that make sense? Like once they first met, I was like, this is totally fine. Actually, I'm not sure I could have married anybody else because of who I am. Really, we grew up, you know, like in a log cabin. There was a snake that lived in our bathroom because, you know, took care of rats. It was cool. Uh, we had no heat uh, in the cabin except in our little rooms, and it was freezing. And then, you know, Bert's kind of, you know, people stick ice cubes in his asshole for fun as a kid. So it worked out. It worked out. It worked out, right? Were you and, nervous to meet his parents? Um, was I nervous to meet his parents? I don't think I was nervous to meet his parents, but he warned me. My sisters were like, I think he played the theme song Barracuda. <laughs> he was like, my sisters are going to eat you up and spit you out. It's going to be bad. So just buckle up because the three of them are really, really close. And um, I think they liked me right away. But once we had kids, they didn't like me anymore for a minute, but they love me now. We get along great. I think the kids shook up the family dynamic, you know? It changed priorities somehow. And so for a minute, they were like, who's this stinky girl with a bedtime? <laughs> we don't do bedtimes. You mean you have boundaries? Like you have to eat broccoli before ice cream? Oh, she's such a snob. And so it took us a minute to regulate. But his parents were lovely kind of from the beginning, but his grandmother did not come to our wedding because we're Baptist. <laughs> We're Baptists, y'all. She was a Catholic, and she was like, oh, she's marrying a Baptist? I'm not going to that wedding. But she loved me. She ended up loving me. Gloria was her name. Anyway, how about you? Were you nervous to meet your in-laws? Uh, not particularly nervous. I mean, a little bit. I, okay, actually, I guess that's not true. Now that I think back, I met them and the entire family at Rosh Hashanah dinner. I'm Catholic. My husband's Jewish. Never been to Rosh Hashanah dinner. Like, there was one Jewish kid in my town growing up. Um, She's so, from Maine. I am from Maine, yes. Um, Woohoo! Where? Oh, nice. Very nice. Um, so, yeah, that was my foray into his family. Was there a Gavelta fish? There, I don't know. I did not eat it. <laughs> I don't blame Ooh, you. you. It's weird. But I do remember, like, Stephen was so careful. He's like, okay, there's certain times when you're allowed to eat. Don't, you don't be the first one to ever take a bite. Then you won't fuck anything up, right? Because there's a certain point, like, you have to say a prayer and whatever. Um, <laughs> and, of course, he, like, had prepped me for all of this stuff. So, of course, like, one of his cousins, like, all of a sudden leans over and goes, hey, don't do anything right now. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, I won't do anything right now. Um, but yeah, that was my first foray into the whole Jewish world. Wow. Yeah. Have you converted? But no. No? No. You're just split teams? I am 
No. No, because you cook every high holiday Oh, meal. yeah, that's true. I have taken over all She's Jewish holidays. Totally. Yeah, I guess that's true. But no, I have not converted. Mm-hmm. Um, but my kids are Jewish. My husband's Jewish. My mother-in-law who lives with us is Jewish. There's a lot of Jew happening. <laughs> yes. They're everywhere in your they house. They're everywhere. In your house. They multiply. <laughs> I think you may have contributed to that multiplication, just saying. Maybe. What about you? Were you nervous to meet your in-laws? Yeah, I think the theme here is culture shock. Um, my in-laws are both Italian. And I was so delighted that by the way that they fight, and but like in a fun way. They're just like, oh, you're an idiot, and slug one another, and then they're like laughing, and I was just like, oh, they're, I'm from a more straight-laced family. She's Canadian. <laughs> so you were delighted that they were kind of a passionate, colorful family yeah. in that way? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Anybody else want to shout out a question? Are your kids dating? Each other? <laughs> <laughs> that would be incest. We're not that redneck lady. Come on. Um, Georgia has had a couple relationships. I, Isla is a mystery. If you find out, let me know. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I think she had a couple dates. I'll have to tell you with, who with, because it was someone from elementary school, and I was so excited. <gasps> oh, I can't It was only a couple dates, and then I think it's, yeah, no. I think they're scared of boys. They went to all-girls Catholic school, and I think that, that by choice, we we let them choose where they wanted to go to high school, and that's where they chose. And uh, I think it, it has put them in a little bit of arrested development in the world of dating, right? Because boys are everywhere in co-ed high school, and they just don't have that much interaction. So I think they're a little behind the curve. But that's okay. Believe me, Bert Kreischer doesn't want them to date anybody ever. <laughs> it was his first fear was like, what do I do with that first boyfriend? Or girlfriend, or whatever. Would you do that again? I would, and I'll, I, she asked me if I would do that again, if I would send them to all-girls Catholic school. In my opinion, this specific school was so amazing at seeing who the person was. It just happened to be an all-girls school, and I didn't pick it, sincerely. We, um, in L.A., your um, elementary school and middle school, that's a public school, is a really great school, but once you get to high school, you, it, it kind of changes a lot. And we were very, we could never have afforded to, to give our children the choice before high school. But at high school, Bert's career had started taking off. So we could say, hey, where do you want to go to school? And we could actually afford to send them to private school because we were so um, blessed. Um, so we kind of, we toured a bunch of public schools. We toured a bunch of private schools. And I toured this school with Georgia and she got in the car and went, this is where I'm going to school. And I said, Why? She said, I sat and watched, they were doing presentations of like, this is the debate team, and this is the mock trial, and this is the cheerleaders, and this is the lacrosse team. She was like, I watched the the students, not the people on stage, and they were all so supportive. I just wanted to be in that environment. And it turned out that that's really what that school was like. I don't know how, but they just seemed to see who that person is and, and foster it. It was a really cool environment. So I would send them to that school again, but it's really about the school, not about all girls Catholic or all girls or single sex school. I don't care about that. Did that answer your question? Very complicated. It's really what I liked about the school. There's a lot of things. 
There's 20 minutes between classes. You know why? Because when you're high school, you want to socialize. You don't want to just go from class to class. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't know that till after school had started. And then they had workshops every month about like life skill stuff, not like touchy feely stuff, but actual, you know, this is how my, I didn't know this, but they had like, this is how you balance your checkbook, even though we did that in our, and like, this is how you like make a budget and stuff like that. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. They kind of tried to replace some home ec things without it being cooking, home ec like brain stuff. So I don't know. I love that school. I feel like I'm just blabbing on. Blabbing. <laughs> That's why you're here. Top three what? Oh my gosh, karaoke, hi. Um, the Speedo contest was so fun, right? Um, and just that we're here, the, the, the cruise, this cruise has been in, okay, Bert went on the, the um, Impractical Jokers cruise years ago. And he came home and went, I want a cruise for me. And I was like, dream on, buddy. You're never going to sell enough tickets to have a cruise. Good luck. And then about two years ago, or three years ago even, they offered him this cruise. And we're like, awesome. We were supposed to go last year, but because of how tickets go on sale, we would have gone on sale during the pandemic. So we had to push a full year. And Bert has been dying to be on this cruise since the Impractical Jokers cruise a long time ago. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm really supportive of my husband's career. So um, I think watching him uh, move through everything in this cruise is my favorite part. Because he just, you know, he is a really gracious, grateful, self-reflective guy. And he is not lost on him how much it cost you guys to come here because as long, we didn't have money until fairly recently and we understand we couldn't afford a sitter either. I was managing apartment buildings and selling Avon to support him when we were first starting. Um, we understand what a commitment it is for you to get sitters, for you to buy a plane ticket and for you to buy a ticket to the cruise is a really big deal. So just watching him move through with gratitude and grace and, Joy has been really a pleasure. So thank you, everybody here, for uh, giving us this gift. It's, it really is a gift for us. Um, and you guys, like I said in the beginning, are so nice. We're so lucky that I feel like you're just our neighbors. You know, you're just our neighbors. It's not, I don't know. Anyway, what's another question? <laughs> Where's Leanne merch? You don't need any of that. We did Leanne as a skank. Remember? That was my favorite. And people were going, I can't believe they're calling her a skank. Y'all, am I a skank? It's a joke. Bert Kreischer. Besides, okay. Uh, to be honest, does anybody in here I need to know? <laughs> It's Mark Normand. I love Mark Normand. Uh, he's kind of like my little brother at this point. How did Bert propose? It's not that exciting. He put a Tootsie Roll pop 
in a ring box. And like I said, okay, he's, okay. He spent, okay, so. <laughs> before I knew Bert, he had, a, he had a lot of money. He had a TV show called The X Show. He was in this big deal with Will Smith. Um, he, 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 and he just ran through it. He was just like, dinner? I'll buy everyone's dinner. Shoes? I'll buy everyone's shoes. So by the time I met him, he was pretty close to broke. Um, so he couldn't, he spent his last dime on a wedding, on an engagement ring. And then moved in with me so I could support him. <laughs> For like 10 years, but whatever. Um, so when he proposed, he had a ring box and he put a Tootsie Pop in it. And our dates were like pizza and Scrabble, or we would watch an old movie in bed. So I woke up in the morning and he had this box and he turned to me and he's like, I have, a gift. I have something to give you. I have something to ask you. And I was like, oh my goodness. Opened the box and it was a Tootsie Roll Pop. And he thought it was the funniest thing he had ever done in his entire life. And I was like, that was totally fucking lame. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. And then he reached under his pillow and pulled out the roll ring. It was nothing, it was, it was exactly right because that's exactly who we still are. Just kind of regular people. There was no fanfare, nothing fancy. Wouldn't you say we're kind of regular people? Yeah. I mean, he's not. <laughs> but we together are a regular married couple, right? You remind he's him not, to be but regular. he is, he's down to earth. I mean, he is, he's a good guy really at his core. He's just a good guy and he's very thoughtful and he's, yeah, he, but he's also Bert. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Bert memory? Can't wait for this. <laughs> Which one, Kathy? Is it skateboarding in a Speedo with all our children? Oh my God. Remember that? that? Was, yeah, yeah. Is it I cutting? can't unsee some things. Yeah, yeah you can't unsee. Is so, it cutting Carter no. Grizzard's ha- you know, hair? The other he... thing you can't unsee? Do you remember when he put on that, um, this, yeah. <laughs> this Speedo that didn't cover anything? Like, do you remember? Like, where literally I've seen way more of Bert than I ever need to see. While we were eating dinner at Sandy's then, house. <laughs> while we were eating dinner. Yes. At Sandy's house. He put on a compromised Speedo. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Kathy has a lot of memories because Kathy is a camper. I don't know for those of you that listen. The campers are four families that vacation together, and Kathy is one of them. Kirsten is not because we don't really like her that much. (laughs) (laughs) Her kids are different ages than our kids, and we're really threaded together, those four families, by our four kids who are now a senior in high school. There are two kids, mine and hers, that are a sophomore in college, and two kids in the other two families that are a sophomore in high school. So we would vacation together every year. It started, I guess, like maybe second grade. Okay, want to hear was, something crazy? Yeah, that was, I mean, that's pretty unforgettable. So. First camper trip, we decided to go to Yosemite. Four families going to Yosemite. One person refuses to carpool, so he leaves us. The other three... In the dust. In the dust. He was like, bye-bye. So we get to Yosemite. The, we're kind of giving the kids free reign, right? There's this beautiful house. Next to it, there's a garage. And the guy that we were airbnb the house from said, don't go in the garage. Nothing in there. Just don't go in the garage. Which, of course, is an invitation to go in the garage. So we have a friend. Oh, the, 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 there's inarguably three, maybe four of the dads are kind of criminal, even though one of them's a lawyer. They're kind of criminal. So a couple of the dads, Bert and Tom, 
broke into the garage. Guess what these people did for a living? BDSM. Yep, that's it. <laughs> they built paraphernalia for sex. So the gentleman had taken our children on a hike, broke into the garage, and sent us pictures of our kids strapped in. Strapped in to all the paraphernalia. The kids had no idea what was going on. That was the first trip we took together and we were like, throw the flag, we are in. This is the best ever. She was at the wine raffle, if you've ever heard Bert's wine raffle joke. Oh yeah. That is a true story, how true? 100% true, yep. I brought the earrings that he won on this cruise. I was watching the crowd to see who was reacting like her, which was, she was laughing hysterically. So was her husband, and I was like, who are the people we can hang out with in this place? Oh, her, Sandy was there, laughing hysterical. I don't think Lynn and Eric were there. I don't there. think they were there. But then. those two yeah. people, and I was like, I will be friends with them, because they get it. So if you haven't heard Bert's raffle story, you should go to the show tonight and hear the raffle story, because it's a true story. It's 100% it true. true, yep. It was, it was a moment in our marriage where I was such a ride or die, and I think he thought I was going to be like, stop it. Don't do that. And the principal came up to me and said, you need to make him stop. And I went, oh, honey, he has not even started. Buckle your seatbelt. We're in for a show. And I think Bert was like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. That's my wife, right? It was awesome. And then we got Kathy and Steven, and then we got... Sandy and Tom, and then Lynn and Eric came a little later, but it was really, it's been a blessing. Okay, we only have two minutes left. So I'm going to get a little schmoopy. You ready? <laughs> Lynn's very good at schmoopy. I'm so good at schmoopy. I'm in touch with my feelings. You see how I'm married to who's also in touch with his feelings? It was really brave of these two ladies to come do this today. We are not performers. I'm just married to one, which makes me one by proxy, maybe. But, but they're not. They're just my friends who have been brave enough to show up on all these podcasts I've asked them to over the many, many years. And I wanted to share this moment with them because they're the closest thing I have to, like, marriage because we've been in Girl Scouts for so long. We've been to battle with these 13 bitches in Girl Scouts over and over and over again. The least I could do is bring them on a cruise. But I wanted, I, you know, when I started my podcast, it was really important to me that I share my friends because I have such incredible, amazing friends. So thank you so much for doing this with me today. Wanted to do it without you, I would have been so scared. So you're my like my my whoobies, my safety, my safety blanket. So I was brave enough to do it because when they asked me, I was like, oh, I can't do that by myself. There's no way. So thank you, and thank you everybody who came for being so gracious to my beautiful friends, and talking and asking questions and thank you and thank you everybody who listens to our podcast. You know, it was a passion project. It still is a passion project for me. It's hard sometimes to live in the wake of the man that I'm married to. And I don't need to be famous, but I needed to be creative. And that 
part, uh, that's why I started my podcast, was to be creative and to share a gift I have, which is my friends, with the whole world. So thank you, everybody who came today. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming to the cruise. Make sure you stop my dad and say hi. He loves it. <laughs> thank you, Daddy, because I am who I am because of you, because you know my mama crazy. <laughs> It's all you, baby. So thank you, Daddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I love you very much. All right. Thank you, guys, so thank much you. for coming. Thank, thank you. you. Mom, mom, mom.